So what do you got? Do you have questions prepared for Andy Galpin? Ah, well, so Andy Galpin is the head of the exercise science department at Cal State Fullerton. So in my head, he just knows everything about the body. I'm not saying like, yes, he's a doctor by like his degree. Okay, so he probably. So I'm just—he's the smartest person I know. That would probably be the most, if he's taking a guess knowledgeable about the coronavirus okay i like that you know like so like let's say me and you're watching something and, and they're using big words i mean you're like i don't know what that means i had a gap in my now one million percent okay. man my beard looks really good does it i think so what up? what's up dude how are you guys i'm good man Holy Look shit. at yourself. You're wow. so clean, pretty. What do well, you? What, you just get done job interview? We uh no, we have you on. Oh Jesus Christ! I heard Andy. You Galpin don't have to call me that. On. You can call me Dennis. <laughs> All right. I heard Andy Galpin was coming on. I was like, Dennis, give me a fucking suit jacket. What are you doing? Yep. You're so, embarrassing. Jesus. Me. So he's wearing my uh my suit jacket. Oh my God! You're you're kidding, were you? <laughs> I'm like you a, look terrible. I'm like, a, I'm like a foot taller than him as well. But it, it, oh my god! Well, we were trying to make a joke, you know. Yeah. We're both wearing shorts. Well, I am. You know what? It, it works. It worked. I liked it. I appreciated it. Thank you. I have on Reebok sweatpants. So what's going on, big dog? Ah, uh, just trying to survive with two children in my house and not being able to like, kick them out. Man, like in my head, shouldn't you be like curing the coronavirus? I spend too much of my time working with assholes like you to be doing something important like that. Yeah, that's pretty true. That's pretty true. <laughs> um, but no, your your position at Cal State Fullerton is the head of the exercise science department? No, not even close. <laughs> Way off. That's what I tell everybody. Actually, yeah, I tell uh, people I got to call my, my scientist, Andy Galpin. Yeah, okay. Dr. Andy Galpin. Scientist works. Um, I am the, the co-director for the Center for Sport Performance. Okay which is inside that, that department. So uh, that has a whole bunch of research labs inside of it. So I do run all those and then all of my research labs. So you're not too terribly far off. Oh, okay. So you made me feel like I was like, well, Dennis, I'm an English teacher. Like, what do you, <laughs> yeah. All right. I was in the, in the ball field. Can I keep, I'm going to keep telling people that that's what you are. It, you know, it doesn't even matter. My mom still doesn't even know really. Yeah. So she's just like, he's a doctor in LA. I don't really know. like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm not reading either of those things, but fine. That's so, cool, so in my head, like, obviously I want to talk to you about a lot of things, but um, I just told Stan two seconds ago, you're probably the smartest person I know who knows the human body. Uh, tough sell, but all right. <laughs> he right? He doesn't, uh, he doesn't agree with you there, Dennis. I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot of people that are really smart, so. Is this right. what I do for a living? Sure, but there's a lot of really smart people yeah, out there. Yeah, for sure. You're just being modest right now. Or you're, you're very humble. Yeah, he's modest. So how bad is the coronavirus? It ain't good. It ain't, ain't it good at all. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the real problem is, like like most people that are halfway intelligent are saying, is it's the, the fact that people don't really understand math. And what I mean by that is it's the exponential growth that's the problem. Um, so the, it's the equivalent of like a traditional flu would give, say Dennis, you got sick with the flu, right? Say 10 days later, you might've infected 13 people. 
Okay, with Corona, that exact same thing would be more like fifty nine thousand. Why? Just because it, so, it can it can spread more easily? Not even close. Yeah, it's way, way, way faster. And because of how exponential growth works, it doesn't just add; it it multiplies every time, right? So, you've probably heard that thing where if you take a piece of paper and you fold it in half, yeah, and you did that every day for a month, it'd actually be be able to take you from here to the moon. That's that's what exponential growth looks like. Wow. Um, it's not just like, well, it goes higher and higher. No, it goes really high, really fast. So the problem is, um, it's the medical care. So you already have, like, you know, did you see um, Durkin's post this morning? Uh, so, on the bike? No, with Christine, his, his girlfriend. Oh, no, I didn't see that. I just saw his bike picture. She's a nurse in uh, the Bay Area, and they're 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 out of everything. Yeah, they're, she, they're she, full. I, I, she's like wrapped in a bubble, I think, or wrapped in, she was like, Something wrapped around her head. Yeah. So folks that have to go to the hospital, man, if, if you're in one of these even reasonably bad areas and you go to the hospital, that could be it for you. Um, just like a basic flu now is going to kill you, potentially, because they just don't have space. You're going to be laying on a floor in a hallway. And that's California. Um, so they're running out of supplies. We're in New York where they're, that's all the news is right now is how we have You're no already supplies. out. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all fuckers live in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? L.A. is 20 times the size in terms of distance. You guys are right on each other everywhere. Yeah. I think there's like 25,000 or 28,000 people per square mile in New York City. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Long Island's a little different, but that's the city, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that far from Long Island to the city. I mean, there's enough commuters going back and forth. You're you're basically right there. What's going to happen is if... NYC gets like condemned with the coronavirus. They're going to be like, yeah, Long Island, you guys are stuck there simply because these guys are in the middle of you guys getting off of the island. Yeah, that's a wrap, son. Yeah. That's it. And so it shuts down uh, a lot of the things. So that That's the real problem with it is, you know, like, so, so people understand, again, like, you, you can kind of see the same, same thing with bad science when it comes to, say, supplements or people trying to convince you of different things on the internet. Um, so say that they give you a supplement and they say, okay, it, it, it doubles your chance of getting stronger or something. Right, right, right. Well, you have to understand if your chance of getting stronger was one in a thousand and it took you from one in a thousand to two in a thousand, the number sounds like it's doubling, but it's not actually important, right? Cause you still are at two out of a thousand. It's not a number that's actually relevant. Right. Th- this is the inverse of that, right? It's the same token by the end of the scope. It's like, well, now when we double your risk. Because it's exponential curve, it's not a linear curve. Now the risk just went from infecting forty people to four thousand, right. and then they're going to double. And it's just like if, before we know, the whole thing is going to be going over. Um, so that's that's the real problem. If it's how infectious this thing and how well it can spread, um, and just people aren't listening. So that's well, that, that seems that's to be the biggest problem. Is yeah, people aren't abiding or taking the the whatever they're get. What what would you call them? The mandates or the, st- yeah. the shelter-in-place orders and whatnot. They're not taking it seriously. So here's here's my circle. Stan, <laughs> work, my kids, my girlfriend, yeah. and, like, I guess her mom. Yeah, that's enough, though. That's enough to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. All it takes is one person to get it. They said, like, what is it called? I watch movies, so that's how I know it. You, you went to school for it. The RO, like, the recipro- how it reciprocates. They said that the coronavirus is like three to four times, maybe five, right. maybe five times. So for every one person it infects, they might, they're going to infect five people. Yeah. 
so honestly for me i haven't been paying too much attention because i haven't i'm not leaving the house anyways right um i mean i got a two-week-old baby so i'm like (laughs) i wasn't gonna be leaving the house anyways right for the most part because you you know those little guys can't afford to get sick Uh, because they have zero immune system it's tiny. It's, it's almost nothing. Especially with like shots coming up and stuff like that, right? Oh, so Let's... you just had a kid. Two weeks, you said? Yeah, two weeks. Well, congratulations. Not yeah. the best timing, but... Thank you. I was waiting. How I was wondering how long it would fucking take for, for you to say, hey, congratulations, you got a two-week-old. You just blew right by that, wanted to do your own shit. It's all yeah, about you guys. Stan. That's no, cool. I'm the one who did it. You're the one who was God, blowing past Stan. it. Stan's such a piece of shit. He's like lucky He's no I even class, man. I know. I'm the one who did it. What do you mean? <laughs> You're wild. Yes, he doesn't have he doesn't have a proper fitting jacket. He <laughs> how how is let's let's uh we can come back to it a little later. But how is your daughter dealing with being an older sister? <laughs> so she's she's been hell um for two weeks. Wow, like Not jealous that, or no? How old is she really, now? Um, she's like twenty one months, so like a year and three quarters. When do people stop using months to twenty four after twenty four? Bro, I stopped using months at like two, and I would always yeah. be like, "Ah, she's like a year." And they're like, "She's yeah. six months old." I'm yeah. like, "Ah, whatever, it's a year." Like, yeah. You ever seen that movie, of... that movie Grown Ups when it's like, "How old is he?" He's forty eight months. He's yeah, four because yeah. he still sucks yeah. on the nipple. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, he's not really too jealous. But the problem is, as soon as we brought him home, this Corona kicked off, and it's been raining nonstop here. So th- this poor kid is two and hasn't been able to leave the house for two weeks. Yikes. So she's just going bonkers because she used to go all over. The, there was like a library time we take to she get taken to and all these little social activities and the playground. Yeah, and yeah, all. yeah. She's just running around all day. And now we're like, you know, like, go back to your room for more books. She's like not having it. So a she cool side. A- so it's been awful. So my one of my old uh, wrestling coaches put up a video to do with your kids he took a piece of string and he just placed it on the ground and then he got like various digging tools and he's, and he got a, like a little book, a little piece of paper that says, uh, alive, not alive. And like the kid digs in the soil and tries to find bugs and all, you know, and just, and you can move this little ring wherever you want. And the kid digs, they're going to get dirty and muddy, but whatever. But it's like, uh, a learning. I've been taking a I've been taking her out in the rain anyways because I'm like, we got to go outside. Yeah. And they're like, it's raining. I'm like, I don't care. Go play in the mud. Yeah. Like, let's go. Well, you're a SoCal. So what's the temperature there right I now? Wanna, I want to see what you're talking about, though. I want to see that post. Okay. That sounds interesting. I'll, I'll tag you in it. So, yeah, send that over. Yeah, That's pretty good. I got it. We've been running the gamut, man. I'm like, I keep showing her. I'm like, hey, you want to go in dad's ice chest and take an ice bath? And she's wow. just like, no. No chance, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, I'm like, Tch. so there's, you know. So what's, but, the, what's the newborn? A boy, girl? Boy. Boy. Finally yeah. a boy. God. Finally a second. <laughs> Make it sound like he's got like three girls. Finally a boy. <laughs> no, I didn't really carry it away, you know, but it's good. Uh, and he's he's mostly healthy. Yeah. Um, I had a little scare there, but turns out I think he's going to be all right. So, um, so yeah, what- so mom, like, delivery went way better this time and everybody and, and mom's recovering way better. So, uh no, we're pretty good, man. Yeah. So now where you are in SoCal, are you on quarantine? Like, are you in shelter in place? You're, you're supposed to stay in the house? Kind of. I don't, I don't think it's really clear 
to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, they shut down Cal State Fullerton a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not going there anyways. And then they're told we're told to stay, you know, quote unquote at home. But you know, they're they're not patrolling it, they're not enforcing it really or right, anything like that. Right. So, um, with the exception of going to the pharmacy, grocery store, and a hospital, go to those places. But I don't go to those places anyways. We canceled some of our like checkup appointments and stuff because I'm like it's just not necessary. Right. I don't take him there. I don't want to take our family there. Um, I got a freezer full of deer meat, so we're not going out to the store too much. Right. So, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of, I mean, I take the, I take her out in the, the backyard and stuff. I like it. But it's about as far as we can get. So speaking of deer meat, right? So on the last episode, I was talking to Stan about how people were getting a little crazy. You know, like the gun stores are fucking, there's lines around <laughs> the block. There's no more ammunition. There's no more guns. So, because you live in New York, yes, number one. Yeah. So I bought a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course you did. Off Amazon. And, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. A four hundred dollar crossbow, right? Well, I mean, hey, I would hate for if someone comes in here, I'm like, hey, get out of here. And then it like fucking doesn't do awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? No. I'd be like, man, I should have spent the extra hundred dollars. And now me, Stan, and my family's alive. Yeah, exactly. And this, imagine you get that cheaper bow and it doesn't fire and yeah. Stan gets me something. It's just an awful, awful experience for everybody involved. Yeah. You want no part of that. So, no, that's, I, I'm with you. Now, I'm already fortunate because I'm fairly well stocked with firearms as it is. So that yeah. didn't really matter to yeah. me. Do you, you have know? a crossbow as well? I do not have a crossbow, though. I mean, I that's put that something that's fucking pretty cool to have in general. Yes. I've seen people yeah, that, that that's, right? like, that's like next level taking out deer or human is a crossbow. Yeah. I used to chase uh, rabbits and quails and stuff like that around with a real bow and arrow when I was a kid. But crossbows, right. I feel like when we go into like Mad Max style. Right. I'm going to be, you're, everybody's going to be trying to get a crossbow. I'm like, I already got one. You guys already got your guns, but you're all ammo. Exactly. But I got bolts. It doesn't even the crossbow yeah. doesn't even shoot arrows. It shoots bolts. You're you're ahead of the curve right now. Thank you. Way ahead of the curve. Yep. But he's got to. It still hasn't come, so he's got to do it, some target practice. Shut up! Don't. Or it's here. It's in the box in the front of the house. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> he's blowing up your spot. Stance is blowing up the spot. The this episode was filmed a couple days ago. Well, because the thing is, I like all. <laughs> All I need to do is just shoot you and slow you down. Then I get my hands on you. Then, then, then it's, 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 that's it. It's been a while since you've been out there, man. I don't know. You might be a little bit rusty. Get up to the guy and you go to throw some punches and get fatigued. You're going to be out of breath. Those six minute miles, maybe look like nine minute miles now. I don't know, man. Well, I can, I promise you I could run a sub six mile. It might be painful, but I could definitely do it. And then Stan, Stan, how long ago did I go and spar? Was that a month ago? Oh, that was like, yeah, maybe a month three, ago. Three yeah, weeks a, ago? A month ago, maybe. A month ago. I went in to see what the, what the kids got. Hadn't punched anything in over a year since my last fight. And I went in there, fucking cracked my neck. Kids still got it. Right, Stan? Yeah, he was doing good. Going with fucking a bu- taking these young bucks down. Going with a bunch of young I was, bucks. Uh, I didn't realize that you could go in there and spar. Or with high schoolers, so that's good. Great, that's awesome. <laughs> well, hey, anything to keep them, you know, make you feel good. Some solid amateurs. <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely some solid hey, amateurs. They had a mouthpiece in. You got to start <laughs> somewhere. You got to restart somewhere, right? <laughs> Hang on. And me and you have talked about this. We're like, I, my body would be run, really run down in like a, like a fight camp. And I'm like, yo, I just need to go with like easy people for my mental. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know? Yeah, no yeah, confidence is pretty important. So that segued into my next thing. So me and Andy have worked – and you've been mentioned, I don't know, hundreds of times on this show. Endlessly. I talk about you all the time. Yeah. Nice. Because uh, how handsome you are. Um, but, uh, no, we, you know, you go over everything with me from testing my weaknesses and flexibility and mobility to uh, even a little bit of nutrition, uh, volume, all these things. Um, what other fighters do you work with or have you worked with? And then we'll get into your current people you're working with. Uh, I mean, loads of people in the past, um, right now I spend probably the most of my time right now is on some major league baseball players. Okay. Um, just, we were getting ready to go into season and then things got canceled spring training. But in terms of, uh, fighters, um, Helen is still going out there, so she's a wrestler, amateur wrestler, and just yeah. qualified weights. Probably we need to get her on Tokyo, the show. But then... You'll love her, Stan. Oh, yeah. Kylin, I do love no, her. No, not Kylin. Oh, Helen. 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 <laughs> Helen, yeah. The last name with a Y, right? Helen Marulis. What's her name? No, Marulis. Marulis, M-A. Marulis, yes, yes, yes. I've seen her Marulis. before. Um, I'll, I'll connect you guys. She's great. Um, and we want she's Tati- been for couple- we want Tatiana as well. Yeah, right now Suarez. I could probably just like message her, but yeah, I, I can connect you guys too. Yeah. Um, and then Brian Ortega is like those are the two ones I'm spending the most time with right now. Oh, Ooh, throw us um, throw us Brian Ortega. We would love to have Brian Ortega one day, if if possible. Brian is looking for plenty of things to do right now because <laughs> everybody's bored out of their mind. So I'm yeah. sure they'd all say yes right now. Yeah. Um, those two dudes. Uh, who am I? Missing um, uh, a couple of girls um, in like PFL, uh, Jenna Fabian just fought in Muay Thai and she's getting ready to fight PFL again. Um, and then a bunch of girls and guys that are sitting on the sidelines right now waiting for fights Yeah, for the most part. But the, so, I'd say the vast majority of my time for fighters is Tatiana because uh, what I do and the way I work, it's, it doesn't work with, with volume of people. So it's you know it's super in depth and super high touch. So I try to keep those numbers down. Yeah, I feel like you have uh, a lot of people right there. Uh, I, I mean, I, the total when, when probably I, like fifteen right now. Wow. Like Scott Holtzman is always there. Yes, yes. And, but Scotty's a fucking pro, dude. He's such Hot a sauce. pro. Um, so there's lots of people. I'm forgetting them all. But well, even that. Those like, are some of the big. We've talked about you enough on this show that Dennis was just telling me like, no, he's definitely been on the show. I'm like, bro, he hasn't been on the show. Yeah, he has. Yeah. That's how much we talk about you. Every two or three episodes, you're brought up 100%. Yeah. We've had yeah. on PJ Nestler, Chris Algieri, Ryan Parsons, Pat Cummings. Yeah. So, yeah, you've yeah. always been in the conversation. And obviously, all your work with Dennis, he's always, when I used to work with Andy, he's always telling when I used to work with Andy Galpin stories. Oh, shit. Throwback Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's evolved, though, man. It's it's quite different. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. The, the cool part about having, you know, Tatiana being local is she comes down and trains with me. Yeah. So I get to act the PJ part, you know, like I get to work with her on the daily at Fullerton, and then Ortega is, is kind of the same thing. Real so quick, from, my, own, from yeah. my pride, are his numbers better than mine? 
Uh, it depends on what you're talking about. Because I was better than Connor in most things. Uh, physically, I would have no shame in telling Brian this because he knows. Um, yeah, they're just I way more flexible like than me. If we did like a physical combine between you two, it wouldn't be much of a contest. Right. Well, even you worked with McGregor as well, right? I did, yeah. Hang yeah. on. The UFC definitely yeah. saw what we did and were like, hey, we need you to do Connor and DC. Yeah, I mean, the whole PI is copied off my system. Yeah, Dennis has so a few of those stories. I was doing, and they're like, all right, we got to build a PI, and this is exactly what we're doing. So, De- I mean, I know all those guys really well, really close. Yeah. So Dennis was like, no- here's what we're going to do, Dana. We're going to put me on the Jimmy Fallon show. He's from my hometown. They were like, great idea. Rhonda, you want to go on Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> and like two weeks later, she was on. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Stop, really? I swear. Yeah. Man, it's funny. I could... You could tell even more, but I could tell a hundred stories like that with about Dana and the EOC in general. You could probably tell a thousand. I'm not saying that's not, really how it went down, but that's how it, it just it just how, yeah. in my head I'm like yeah. hang on. I just saw him <laughs> like not too long ago. I said we should get me on the Jimmy Fallon show because And then well, I don't know if I said it to anyone or if I thought it. I was like, Man, I would be awesome on Dancing with the Stars and then fucking Paige. Paige was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I'm like I don't think you had much of a chance on that one, bud. Hang on, dude. You ever see see how I move, dude? I ain't talking your dancing ability. I'm talking about who they want to put on that show. Oh, yeah. They would have put Dennis with like a six-foot. Well, I mean, I tell you what. They would have put you with like a six-foot Swedish bro. At the end of that season, I'd be a a house name and loved by millions. Right now, if the UFC is trying to ramp up their Puerto Rican viewership, you would smash that market. (laughs) Come on. You would you would crush it. Just too bad that there's not enough Puerto Ricans, I guess. I don't know. If <laughs> you like twelve of them, you know, like ah, it's not even worth it. Yeah, that probably would happen. They were worried that they're like, if we put this guy on Dancing with the Stars, he's going to be a household name, mm. and then people are going to write in and be like, "Yo, this guy is too pretty. Stop letting him fight." And there'd be petitions, right. and they wouldn't let you fight anymore. Yeah, it's probably what would have happened. Man. But Dennis was almost on Jimmy Fallon. Was almost on yeah. Dancing with the Stars. Was the first? Was he the first UFC fighter you worked with? No, Durkin. No, no, no. Jake, Jake Ellenberger. Um, no. Um, I know you had over. I mean, uh, it, what's his face? The fucking who's the legend with one shitty arm? Oh, Boss. Boss. Yeah, Boss. You worked with Boss. Boss has one shitty arm. What do you mean? Yeah, his one arm has. Uh, he's got nerve Atrophy? damage, right? Yeah. His, yeah, his right arm doesn't work, really. Um, but even dudes, honestly, there was a bunch of dudes that I trained with and worked with um, before I even got to California that ended up making it to the UFC. Mm-hmm. So dudes, when I used to live in Indiana. Oh, so you're from Indiana originally? No, I did my PhD there. Okay. So I had a, actually even in Memphis, there was guys that, that I started working with um, that were, they did, none of them made it to the UFC because this was like 2000 five but they were on like strike force and some of the big stuff right there and then when i went to indiana then there was some it was probably four or five guys that i worked with that made it to the ufc um from there so where does dennis bermudez rank as far as the greatest mma fighter athletes (laughs) you've ever worked with? hang on and the thing is the reason why we like the show is we make fun of me and everybody (laughs) (laughs) i told you man like there's um you know what the funny the funny story? I don't know if you're gonna find it funny, Dan, but the thing about sports and the thing about combat sports and one-on-one sports is 
like there's a, there's a real real thin hair between you know like all time great legend and pretty good. Right. I mean, you get the the not just horrific judging in what was it four straight fights? Oh yeah. I mean, just three, brutal judging in three, three straight bad fights judges and, whole, and one bad referee. And the th- and the th- the whole history of your the whole your whole legacy is different. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's now it, you go from like, wow, like great UFC career, but all of a sudden, like, shit, guys, you know, twelve and two in the UFC or whatever the fuck it was. Like, so it, it's man, the, the line between that, it really is different. So sometimes with combat sports, man, it's not fair. Like, like a good example is Connor versus Aldo. Like, can you really say Connor's that much better than Aldo? Well, we really didn't get to see because it was a one punch. Right. 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 Boom, like, if you say Connor versus Nate, well, now we've seen those dudes fight for, like, 35 minutes. Yeah. We got a pretty good idea of what their skill sets look like. What about George versus Masvidal and, and Askren? Like, five seconds. You don't really get to yeah. see. So combat sports are hard like that, you know, because it's, it's like the game, you don't you don't get to play the regulation every time. Because it's almost you like know? people, like, he finished him in four seconds. Like, he's that much better. Like, no. You're like, how, no. how are you going to say he has a chance? He beat him in 13 seconds. Like, uh, <laughs> you don't know fighting. Yeah. You kind of sitting there like, I mean, you, you have a very strong point. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's just hard to, to judge things like that. You know, like when you talk about the NBA and LeBron versus like you have such a huge sample size. Yeah. And they get caught with one bad game or one bad this. You get to like, well, okay, it washes out. But with, with fighting, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, and even like if to go back to your first fucking fight when you Knocked Rando out three times in one fighter, whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. then you punch him and bring him back, and then yeah. he arm buys you. Yeah. Steph, not, it's not luck, but it is like, look, if you fought 10 times, you probably win that fight a whole lot more than you lose it. Oh, for sure. So it, it, that's that's the story, you know. That, and it's one of those things where you, that's why we love sport, though, because you're going to go back and be like, gotta get better. To do about it. Yeah. I feel like that was a long sugar coat. On him being like, Dennis, you're probably like number 10. <laughs> probably like number 10 of guys I worked with. He's not in the top 10. He's not? No, he's not even in the top 10 featherweights I've worked with. <laughs> no, nah, no, he's kidding. I think I've only worked with I mean. <laughs> uh, but what, like you. Sean Malley would have beat this guy up in 16. No question. Oh, right. You work with Sean a little. Or no, do you work with Sean? You, you, talk, you work with his diet a little bit, right? Yeah, we do. Well, we do a bunch of different things. Um, not as much right now, but I've known Sean since before he was in the UFC. He looked great his last fight. Oh yeah, we, we'll we're talk. We've had him on the show before, and he was gonna maybe come on today. He was busy, and then we might, if I'll talk to Dennis, maybe we do another episode later this week or next week. We're gonna get Sean O'Malley back on. Yeah, tell him he's a little bitch. <laughs> no, he's he's great. I told him. Um, I told him. I said, hey, before the fight, I said, do you remember when uh, Dominic Cruz? got hurt and came back and fought Mizugaki. Mm-hmm. Cruz was off for like two years and he came back and he just, and Mizugaki's good. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. he's really, especially that time. He was really good. Maybe top five guy or eight or something and probably underrated, but Cruz just, just floored him. He just, just torched him. I was like, this is exactly what's going to happen. You're going to be, and he came back and that guy, he fought's good too. Really good. Oh yeah. And just, just lit him up. So, we were I was talking, really happy to see that. We were talking about that going into that fight, how Keones is a fucking killer. Yeah. The guy he was fighting is a scrappy he's 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 tough. fucking tough, man. Yeah. I was I was like going to that fight, I'm like, oh god. 
like where the, the consensus is like maybe they're gonna groom O'Malley and give him easy fights. They gave him Kionis and it was like, hmm, they're kind of giving him a guy who could easily catch you and put your lights out. For sure. Um, you know, like there's been previous fights with Sean where I'm like, all right, I'm not too worried about this one. Yeah. You know, like, great. But this one, I'm like, ah. And it reminded me a lot of, um, you guys remember when Aaron Pico fought Henry Morales? Yes. And I, I heard that matchup and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Morales is a bad motherfucker. All Pico's That's fights. Yeah. Really tough. Really tough. And he hits super hard. I'm like, this guy's in his third fight and he's 21 or something. Like, you want to do this? And Corrales put it on him, man. Like, pfft. so anyway, you got to be careful of those things. Did you ever Michelle's... speak a little bit too? No. No. Well, he, I was going to say. He lives, just, or he comes down here to the training lab with uh, Sam and those guys pretty often, but we've never crossed paths. Yeah. Yeah. Seems he's, like... he's in New Mexico now. Yeah. He, he kind of bounced. Yeah. I, I remember I was in Albany watching him wrestle like he was 17 years old wrestling like a starter from russia and i was i think i was already like in the ultimate fighter a little bit and i remember like what i'm like what it doesn't even make sense like just yeah. tooling this man a boy tooling a man and then when i heard he wanted to get in a fighting i'm like do not come to ufc <laughs> and then, then when i saw you with the belt i'm like yes even yeah. though if he came to ufc i was fucking do what I gotta do, but like that's not like he's younger, like strong. <laughs> and I heard he was like a so Golden Gloves champion. There's, I mean, it's hard to argue someone who's had a better pedigree walking in, right? Mm. And he's like four and three, which is to say, like that just shows you how hard it really, really is to win three, four, five, six fights in a row, even yeah. if they're giving you cans, which they did, and except for Henry, but still, like. That's just a, it's a really hard sport, man. It's just too easy to lose. There's too many ways to get clipped and caught. And oh, well, even you know, P- no, Pico Pico didn't have cans that that big of cans. Pico had a tough. He had uh, yeah. Morales. I know he had that dude Freeman, who's a badass. And then he had the alpha male guy. I forget the alpha male guy's name. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but yeah, it's it's a hard sport, you know, like. You don't get to play the regulation. <laughs> I wonder, like, what was – I mean, do you think it was the money, the potential fame, or do you think he just thought he would do better in it than wrestling? Because like, he was headed towards being, like, the real deal. Well, no, he was already the real deal, but at such a young age. I think he got pretty close to qualifying for the Olympics in his yeah. last year, 17 or something, yeah. 18, right? Oh, He was right there, like you said. Um, not I the, don't know. Not the alpha male guy, the Henry Hoof guy, Borix. Oh yeah, yeah. Borax is a fucking killer. He shouldn't. Yeah. He, he shouldn't have fought Borax. No, when I saw that matchup, because I've worked with that guy, and that guy's pretty young too, but he's from like another country. I don't even know. Like, oh yeah, Adam yeah. Borax. Yeah, Adam Borax. And like, I've worked with him, and I'm like, you're a kid, and I was like, had to pour it on this guy to like, to feel like okay, like safe. That kid's really good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's, he, it's, a, it's a tough sport, man. He beat Leandro Higo, who's a fucking stud. That's what he slept, right? That's the... Yep. Did he sleep? And right? he looked amazing in yeah, that fight. Yeah, elbows and punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, all, most likely, he's going to fucking be a killer. He's going to go... He's probably going to win 20 fights in a row. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But so me... He's going to be... So, from a... 
again, we're talking to a goddamn scientist. We, we, you know, we've had Doc on. We talked about how everybody has already only has so many rounds. Do you think? Obviously, if Aaron started later in his career, he could go. Well, I just looked at him. He's twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was like, like twenty five, maybe twenty six. No. He's twenty three. Mm-hmm. Still very young. I'm just trying to think, or like, like when you touch the button and it get you get knocked unconscious so many times, right? It just is that something that just it just becomes easier to do. What's well, the nobody really knows. People, people say that all the time, but I feel like I um, see it. Yeah, there's there's some theory that that uh, the nerve in the behind your jaw just gets a little bit. Uh, more sensitive, and so it, it shuts you out quicker on purpose for your own safety. Right. Um, yeah, they said like, the, and, and yeah, the it brain. happens. Like you see guys, you see guys. Like there's a tons of guys, Vanderlei and Dan Henderson, guys who just had just un like Mark Mark Hunt, the guys that had un- unbelievable jaws, and then all of a sudden they start just going out and out and out and getting wobbled left and right. Like I think Dan Henderson got wobbled or dropped in his last seven fights or something, just yeah. like not once for thirty five fights, and then all yeah. of a sudden so. It clearly happens, um, you know. Yeah, this is why it's so important to to be real, real careful about headshots in the gym. And like you look at like guys like Rory, you know, Rory was in the UFC at like twenty one or twenty two or something. Right, right. McDonald, yeah. yeah. And, and you're like, God, he's been around for forever. And you're like, God, he's twenty seven. Like, what? How that happened? You know, I remember thinking the same thing about about uh, Nick Diaz. And you're like, Oh man, he's gone. And Strike Force. Oh, he came back. And you're like, And he's thirty. What? I feel like he's been around for forever because he's in the UFC at 19. So you, yeah, it's great. Like you can go be the, but the 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 example on the backside of that is always John Jones, who was in the UFC at 19, whatever he was, champion at 21 or something. 23. Okay, 23, right? So, but then he only fought like once a year from there out. Yeah. Because the suspensions and being off, and so he's able to fight into his mid 30s because he's not fighting very often and he's not sparring hard. And because of his style, he doesn't take shots, really. Yeah. And then an example that's popping in my head is sometimes guys leave it in the gym, and the person I would use is someone you guys know very well is Pat. Coming. Yeah. Yeah, the way we're talking about Pat, like you said you've seen Pat beat some of the top yeah. heavyweights and light heavyweights in the world sure. in the gym, but then the way he always feels like it didn't always translate into the fights. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that I, I don't know if age has anything to play with it, but he's also like – he cut a lot of weight, but not crazy. And he always did it very smart and was, but I've seen, I mean, like myself, I feel like I cut, like I was cutting like 30 pounds yeah, oh sometimes, God, yeah, you know, I wasn't like I was a fat person, you know, like my yeah. buddy Ryan Flair cut a lot of weight and so, you know what I mean? Parsons hit the nail on the head. You only have so many rounds. It's right. a true thing in fighting, like yeah. basketball, baseball, football. Well, football is a little different, but basketball, baseball, they're all a little different. You only have so many rounds in fighting. It's very tough on the body. The, even the tra- the mental toll tasks to go through a training camp and then lose a fight or even win a fight like it's just it's a lot yeah i would i yeah. would almost like to have taken like my college wrestling st- strain i put on myself and put it towards fighting you know what i mean mm. that definitely took years off my life you know making weight two three times a week and you know yeah wrestling. yeah that stuff's all hard you know um but there's, there's there's always guys like that, and there's there's guys on the other side of that too. Where you're like, you know, like Dan, Dan I don't know if Parsons talked about Dan Anderson, but he's legendary. 
Yeah. Like he's legendary in terms of being the last guy in the gym and the first guy out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, wow. Okay. And there, well then you could people said, Oh, you're, he's lazy and he doesn't train hard, etc. But then he also fought longer than everybody else did. Yeah. So you, t- you tell me like, there's a little bit of intelligence there to being like, yeah, you can put in all the miles when you're 25, but people will warn you. And if you listen and work, if you don't, you're going to be out of the sport by 32. Yeah. And he's such an amazing person to work with. Cause he watched me like evolve and get older. And I would, you know, Hey man, I feel like yeah. shit doing this. He's like, dude, your volume yeah. is, you're older now. Dennis. I'm like, yeah, but I need to still win. It's like, and then he's like, if I told you the things that <laughs> were the Randy Couture mm. or Liddell, he's like, if I showed you his, what his week looked like before his last fight, you would laugh. Who Randy's yeah. week. Was it Randy or was it Liddell? Well, there's loads of people. I mean, there's tons of examples I could give all of those guys. But the, I mean, but their just... workload has to be way less because of. Yeah, Liddell, I mean, if, if you watch what he did specifically before camps, you're like, how does this even happen? Um, but the, the the mentality for MMA camps, people get multiple things confused and conflated, right? Which is your SEAL development, your your conditioning level, and then your weight management. And those are the three things people are always training around. But typically what I have found is people are just training through anxiety. Yeah, and, and that's really what it is, is you just want to train because of the anxiety, which is totally understandable. You only get to fight a couple times a year. The pressure is really, really, really high. It's embarrassing, your physical damage. And you don't get to try again for six more months probably. Yeah. And so it's really, it's, it's really getting control of the anxiety and saying, look, like if you can really understand that, I know that when you're taking this day off, all you can feel and hear is like, shit, I'm not training right now. And if I lose because I get tired in a fight, all I'm going to think about is, is stay off right now. But it's it's what we call the short game versus the long game. So that anxiety is the short game. It's trying to get you to go again right now and do another round. Coach did this and do an extra. But the long game is understanding, okay, great. I'm trying to build a longer career. And if I can stay in this sport for two or three years longer, you make more money at the end. For sure. Right? Your fight, fights at the end of there or when you're paying, you're going to make more probably in your last fight than you did in your first seven fights combined. Right. So that's what you're really going after and being able to get in and out of camps longer and not being completely shut down before you want to be shut down. If you want to be shut down at you know, seven, fine, but at least being able to make that choice and not having your body take that choice from you. Yeah. Like, like BJ, like BJ is a classic example. Just like his body took that choice from it. Right. Could, yeah. Couldn't give it up. Right. Fighters are always playing that game of on the walkout or in the locker room beforehand or even a couple of days before the fight of did I do enough? For sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And Even then jujitsu competitors, wrestlers, everybody plays yeah, that game. Yeah. But so like working with Andy and and then going to a, the gym, you know, like and I started out doing my own thing. I met him. He would tell me what to do, and I'd still do my own thing. You know, you and met, I slowly started to Doc, emerge. Right? Yes. Uh, but the thing is. Me doing my own thing, even though he told me to do another, is because of the gym setting and kind of the people around me, like almost like that's all you're gonna do. What do, What do you mean you're done? Like more uneducated people sometimes can be. I'm not saying the people I work with are uneducated, but just in yeah. general, more is better. What's that test you know? that we talked about? The reaction. Well, you check the levels, and it's like, oh, I'm not. I shouldn't train today. Oh, the mega wave. The mega waves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you do those yeah. with him? No, uh, he's got a different uh, program, but the mega wave is gives you definitely a ballpark. Yeah, yeah there's, like... there's there's lots of metrics. Um, I mean, with the where I differ with, especially what I what I do now, is uh, people don't really understand 
the human being part of this equation. Right. So, okay. Yeah. You can track, you can track your mileage. You can check your heart rate. You can track your HRV and all that stuff. That's great. But when you come home and you're, you got to watch your kid because he got sick and had to stay at home today, or you get into an argument or you realize that your furnace broke and that's 10 extra grand and you didn't allot for that. Now you can't pay. And then you can't afford to pay. And all these other problems start kicking in. All the stress adds up, right? So what you have to be able to do is understand which lever to pull and which one to not pull. And so while you go to your wrestling practice and the wrestling team is like, well, this is what we do for conditioning. You're this far out and we do this drill and this is how many times we do it and this is how many laps. They're not factoring any other thing in the equation, right? And so if, if we're factoring everything in, we're, complete, we're accounting for the entire human being and we're like, well, that's great. We typically do seven rounds of this drill that we like to do for conditioning. But this is not a good choice because we're three weeks out or we're seven weeks out or we're hurt right now. Or, hey, we came into camp in a great spot, or we're low on calories today. Like, all these things need to change the equation. And so you're right. It's not that they're uneducated, and but they're just not taking the most uh, full account for the human being that we can, right? Because yeah. we may say, like, another example is simply game planning. Right. right. So, hey, the game plan of this fight is not actually to wrestle a lot. And so we're not going to do the seven rounds in the wrestling thing today. We're going to do five because we need to save two rounds because we want to get more striking work in. Right. Because that's, I mean, I, I know when I was wrestling, I would just start going, like, especially as the season started coming to an end and, like, it was getting closer and closer to, like, I would start going harder and harder, probably entirely. I mean, I didn't think of it at the time, but because of anxiety. Yeah. 100%. It's 100% anxiety, but in that case, you have one thing to prepare for. Right. And so it's a little bit okay because if you go empty your gas tank in wrestling practice, you know for sure you got the thing done that you needed to get done. Right. You can't do that in MMA because then you're like, oh, okay, I emptied the gas tank in wrestling, but now I'm going to have anxiety because I'm going to go to my striking practice and I'm going to probably perform poorly. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going to go to strength conditioning and perform poorly. And that brings anxiety because you're like, oh, my God, I'm weak. I'm, I'll look at that. Oh, man. All right, so that's the cycle that you run into when you've got multiple things to train for. And so you have to be strategic. Uh, and so what I really do now, and even like we started with you guys a little bit, but the system is much better now is, is understanding where to put the energy in the camp and understanding it's really prioritization Yeah. and having so, the entire team understanding where to prioritize energy. All right. So Stan, you started talking about like metrics and stats and stuff like that, which I'm a big, I liked all that stuff just to kind of see where I'm at. And even though, so Andy, even though he's a scientist and use all these metrics stuff like that wrote a book essentially on like, Hey, you gotta be kind of connected with yourself, rather than you know what I mean. Yes, is this yeah. your, is this your only book? Or you got multiple yeah. books. That's it, bro. One and done. All right, unplugged. Doctor Andy Galpin, right there. He also <laughs> worked with Brian McKenzie, who's like a breathing expert. Brian McKenzie. I never and met Phil, Phil White. White. You've met. Brian uh, he's a he's a writer. Okay. So he took so all he of your guys' a... words and like made it translated it for someone like me to read. Right, and organized it and did all the making sure that there's commas and periods and right. <laughs> words aren't spelled wrong and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so creatively it was, it was Brian and I. But yeah, that's we still use all those metrics, but um, a good example but of that is. at the is, end of the day, you got to know you, man. You yeah. got to tell me. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I, we had this happen with, with hot sauce a bunch where we'll, we'll track HRV in camp. And. You know, wakes up and is like, he'll call me or text and be like, hey, HRV's in the tank today, but here's the plan. And and we've been like, all right. And we test a lot of times. And we're like, oh, just go do the workout anyways. And he'll get, you know, t five minutes in the workout. And he's like, I feel great. 
Yeah. And he trains, has a great training session. And the days he gets hurt, we'll go look back at the HRV and be like, well, no, HRV was great that day. What is HRV? It's called heart rate variability. It's it's in this case it's a it's a metric for your central nervous system, which is a metric of saying are you recovered or not. Okay. Right. So that's it's just tracking to say like, hey, are you overworked right now? Do you need a day off? Something and in theory, if the score is low, similar but different than the meta wave. Mega wave. It's similar. What is that's it? what a mega wave is. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. They're just different brands of it, companies of it. So yeah, we we just haven't honestly had a huge amount of success with those things. Um, when you have people, in my experience, athletes that are really in touch with themselves and that pay attention. And Hot Sauce is one of those guys. He's a pro, like I said earlier. So he just really, he's on it. Like, this is what he really does. Other folks, sometimes they're not paying attention. Like, I'll ask, like, how are you feeling today? And it's like, great, every single day. All right, then I have Who to ask that? again. Oh, like half the other people I work with. Oh, uh, yeah. I won't say names. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some where I'm like, all right, I don't trust you. When you when I ask you how you feel, when if I ask Scotty how he feels, he'll tell me. Yeah, like for sure, and I, and I know. If I ask other people how they feel, I'm like, I'm not even gonna ask you because I don't trust you at all. Yeah, not that they're lying, but they don't really, they're not really even paying attention. They don't, you know. If I'm like, how you feeling today? They're like, great. And I'm like, how's your hamstrings? I'm like, oh shit, actually my hamstrings are blown up. How's your neck? Oh fuck, my neck is killing me. Okay, great. How'd you sleep? Oh, I slept terrible. Like, you know, nothing about you feels great. <laughs> Why you sleep there? I don't know. So, you know what I mean? Sometimes, that, like, sometimes I'd go in and see, like, my physical therapist, and he'd be like, so what's up today? I'm like, I don't, I don't, or even a massage. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I guess just kind of give me a full body, and if I, and, like, you know, they'll get to my hands, like, oh, shit, that's really tight, you know? Exactly. exactly. Who's that, Ghostface? Yeah, sorry. I think there was a lizard on the wall or something he went to go chase. <laughs> oh, you know his dog's name? Yeah. I we're tight. I've been to his house for bison and shit, and elk. No, oh, for sure. Like I yeah. said, Andy, it's as if you've been on the show before numerous yeah. times. How often you're talked about here? Yeah, I basically co-host, really. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like you, a silent third-party co-host. Yeah. Well, if I need like uh like verification on something, like almost like you know, how, like we had to write essays and you had to like use it like a oh, what's the word. Like a reference, you have to put all your references in the back of the. I reference you all the time. Like, no, Andy told me it's. Well, even when Menace sent me the text, like Andy Galpin's coming, I'm like, fucking about time, bro. About, I've heard, I've heard enough about <laughs> this guy without talking to him. Like, I'm he, starting to get offended, man. I didn't think I'd ever get the invite. Oh, stop. I'm like, man, all these other guys are getting on there, and no, we've Pat actually. Cummins gets on the show, I can't get on. You know what happens? Yeah. We're like not consistent. We're we're consistent that we'll put an episode out a week, but we're not consistent with our when we're doing the episode thing the way we should be. So there have been times where we've talked about having you on and then we kind of like scrap the whole show and then do it a few days later and then just snowball Look, effect. Everything changes. I get it. I'm the backup plan. They're like, oh, let's get Andy on. Eh, unless we could find yeah. somebody better. Oh, found somebody better. Yeah. Kick him down. No, not <laughs> at all. You, you were one of our first go-tos for this week. Well, he's available. He's not like he's like fighting people, you know? Yeah. And Menace yeah. said to hey, me. Hey, babe, sorry, I can't change the diaper. Gotta go do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we're helping you out right now, yeah. So now, are you the diaper changing, or are you that? It's a lot of, look, there's a lot of shit going on around my house, and there's a lot of diapers to be changed. So it's a shared workload. Done? Two and done? Most definitely. Poor girl? Most definitely. The pregnancies were super hard on Natasha. So. Okay. She didn't even want to do the second one. She's just like, don't make me do this again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not making you do anything. <laughs> 
but she's yeah they're really tough so she's just like she she keeps saying she's like man if something happens when one of our kids dies or something she's like we're not replacing it it's over (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i would go the opposite way if like one of my kids died like just kill the other one too i'm just i'm gonna gonna just go we gotta have a talk bud sorry man your days are done i would just go like kill myself i don't know i'd go into a depression yeah, if I one, bet your boys are getting fun right now, though. Yeah, huh? they're pretty cool, but like they're like so. Max, like, hey, Dad, let's go play football. I'm like, but you're like not good. <laughs> like, you still can't really catch. Not really fun. <laughs> He's trying though. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, we, we, get your skills up a little bit, huh? Yeah, go, oh. go, go, practice, and then come, come see me when you're ready to compete. Go play with your uncle or something. I don't want. Man, I feel like when they become teenagers, I'm gonna like resurge as an athlete. Oh, for try sure. to keep up with them. Hundred percent. Ghostface. That's Noki, actually. Ghostface is. Oh. Oh, you have two. Know. Yeah. Damn, you got the full house. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of poop going on. Wow. Oh yeah. I, Back full of poop. Diapers are full of poop. Man. Just... I'm sure the wife's doing the diapers. She's not doing the dog shit though, is she? No. Yeah, that's that's probably that's your designated job, I'm sure. Pretty much. Yeah. What a man. So Andy yeah. Galpin, you're one of the smartest people we've ever had on the show. Yep. Is your take or advice on the coronavirus any different than the news has given us? What can people do to boost their immune system? Any special tips you can give to our audience? Anything? Nothing. Well, you can't really boost your immune system. It's not really how it works. Um, you can kind of. You can maintain it, maintain function, if you will. So if you're immunodeprived somehow because of a poor diet or sleep, um, eating real food, sleeping, the, the, honestly, like the third grade advice is going to work fantastic. So this is, a, this is a great time, if you can, to get consistent sleep. Um, if you can and you have access, I know food's really hard, but just try to eat more whole real food. Things like that uh, will help. Thing. But if you get it, you're, you get it. Uh, most people are going to be asymptomatic. So you're not even going to know or you'll be mildly symptomatic. So there's nothing really you can do. The only thing, uh, the by far the most effective thing you can do is just not contract in the first place. So stay the hell away from people. Um, you know, clean the, clean the, if you're getting packages from Amazon or something, uh, clean those things or be really careful about that touching because that, that can bring it in. Um, but other than that, just take the time to, to sleep, be healthy. Um, Good excuse to do a lot of stretching and mobility, do some FRC and stuff like that. All can be done with your body weight in the house and, you know, loosen up your hips or whatever. If that's causing your back pain, fix your shoulder. There's a lot of things you can do at home. There's loads of stuff online that people are putting out there. That's what I was going to say, too. So the way people are doing everything online, are you doing anything online for your clients or for the general public, anything like that? No, general public, I don't ever do stuff for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the athletes, it, it doesn't stop for us. So baseball players are doing in-house, like in their apartment <laughs> workouts. Um, Brian is doing what we call prison workouts. Getting swole. Uh, it's like push-ups, sit-ups. Squats. Shit like, he loves it. He loves it. This is what he, that's basically all he used to do before anyways. Yeah. So he, you know, like he fought Max and he fought world championship fights doing nothing but push-ups and sit-ups and just ridiculous prison workouts, as he calls them. So he's back to doing that, but he loves it for a couple of weeks. And he'll get back on the strength training program as soon as we can get back in the gym. 
That's um, one so of I, my favorite things about Brian Ortega. A lot of like casuals and people they think because the way he looks, he's like clean cut. I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure he's a fucking gangster. Like he's from the hood. Oh, word. Uh, you guys have no idea. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a, he's. he's that a, from guys the hood. is real. Is as real as it gets like that. But he uh, looks, his appearance, it's like, oh, this guy's got blue eyes, nice wavy hair. Like, he's a hipster. No, he's a fucking gangster. Oh, I didn't gangster. know that about yeah. him. One of, my first, one of my first interactions with Brian Ortega, he had just gotten to UFC. We were at a UFC summit where they flew us in, like, groups to Vegas. And he was in my group of, like, 30. And it's like me, Chris Wade, Michael Johnson... Uh, at the one end of the table, and he had got there like kind of early, and was sitting there, and he was by himself. And I'm like, I, I don't know, this guy's got to look about. I'm like, I know he's in my weight class, but like, it seemed like he wouldn't keep his eyes off me. I'm like, yo, man, is this stop looking? Like, he just seemed like every time I looked in his direction, he was looking at me. At the time, I think I was like six in the. Ooh, uh-huh. I think I was up, up there. Sizing yeah, he was, I up. knew he was sizing me up. I'm like, yo, you don't want this smoke, dog. <laughs> like you did like start looking at these other dudes because you ain't you ain't here yet yeah 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 now he's fought for the title fight for the title probably again <laughs> before he's done well now that we got retired man is he's peaceful with everybody yeah yeah, yeah. now he's a, he's a great guy he really is super super generous really big heart but man um yeah he, he so him smacking that Korean dude makes sense. Yeah. Dude, I, I – mm. so <laughs> I saw him like two weeks ago or something, right? And he came into the gym, and he just – this was like the Monday after all that stuff went down. And he just put his head down, and he's like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm like – because he knew. He's like – he was like a 12-year-old. Like when your 9-year-old walks yeah, in the room, yeah, you're yeah. like – what did? You? and he's just like – I didn't even have to say anything. He's just like, I got to stop getting in trouble. But I knew, like, when he said that a month before or whatever, he's like, if I see this dude, I'm slapping him. I was like, dude, do not, Brian. Like, because people say that, you know? Right. But I'm like, you guys don't understand this, where this guy's from. Like, if he says he's going to slap you on site, he's going to slap you on site. It doesn't matter. Like, put the fucking, like, all the cops there. Like, put, it doesn't matter. He's going to slap you. Because like, where he's from, like, honor and your word, this stuff is, is really, really big, big deal. And so we're like, just do not do not do this. And he's like, if I see the dude, I'm slapping him. And we're like, oh, fantastic. Show enough. Like, and he, there's, there's more to the story I can tell you guys. Because I saw, some, I saw some articles on it. I was just, I've. There's first... a lot more to the story that people don't really know. There's a lot more. It's really funny. But, uh, I mean, he knows, like, he's like, man, I got to, I got to stop doing that. But um, he's made a lot of improvements on that side of his life. He's made a right, lot, he's got, but he's, he, he does like a huge charity, right? He does. He does a lot, but he he's still he's young. Um, How old is he? He hasn't been able. Hey, twenty late twenties. Okay, something like that. But he's also young money. You know, like he doesn't come from anything, so he's just not used to the fame, and he's not yeah. used to the. So he's still learned like young like that. You know, like yeah. And he knows better. He, he's making better stuff. He's cleaned up a lot of his life, but dude, he lives right across the street from the court, from the jail. Oh wow! And I was like, "Why do you live right here?" And he's like, "Cause I want to be as close to the cops as I possibly can." So he literally legit got a house right across the street from the the precinct because he's like, "I gotta be as close as I can <laughs> to, keep him, to these guys." Keep Just so mind. he so he isn't fucking up, like yeah. Be, be, yeah, trying to be more accountable and like 
and just breaking those habits and breaking those circles um, and staying busy and, and, and things like that. Like I gave him a ton of training to do right now. Cause I'm like, you know, idle mind is a devil's workshop kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. Make bad decisions, you know, like get you super tired and keep you real busy. Cause, and he's and he, the fact that he's in LA, man, I mean, you guys know this cause you're, you're in New York little den, but like, imagine if you were in the city too and you have the stuff he has, but the access. I mean, people every day, major major celebrities are like yo bro come up and do this come to this party come to this and he's just like nope 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 and i'm like good and just like like big big stuff and he's like i gotta do this because you know such and such wants me to come up to this party whatever and and Modelo wants me to do it or whatever and and in camp, we have to just be like, no, no, no. So he's yeah, getting in, a lot better. In camp, I'd be awesome being no, no, no. Outside of camp, I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> and it's hard, man. So he's he's getting better, but um, but he's he's fun, man. He's super fun to work with. Um, mm-hmm. All you guys are special and different, and he's he's a different kind of different. But um, he's I, I told him this like straight up. I said, like this is after he fought Max, and. And I was like, man, you fought for a world title. You're 14 and one, and you're one of the least athletic fighters I've ever worked with. Really? Like physically, um, dude. If we get you even remotely athletic, you're gonna be fucking unstoppable. Um, it's not that he's not athletic. He's just not. He's not trained in those areas at all. You know what I mean? Like it, his speed, his strength, like all that stuff is really, really low. Um, and he's like, okay. And now we've been training it. He's, he's got. He's got probably amazing, like static strength because i've seen him grab some dude's fucking neck in the third round yeah he's got special strength like if you put him in a weight room you'd be like wow yeah what the hell but when he grabs your neck you're just like people just they're like i thought i was gonna die my head is gonna explode and i felt anything like that um and i've seen him do things in training man in sparring where you're like how did you even do that yeah he, he he's i'll put it this way the way i describe brian is He's playing a different game than everybody else is. Like when he's fighting, he's playing a way different game, and he has he has one special skill fighting wise that I've only seen in a few people, and he it's his vision. Like he he sees he fighting is so natural because he's been in so many fights to him, but it's just so natural. I mean, kind of like you had where you just like some people just don't care about getting punched. No one likes to get punched. Right, it right, not, right. But it just doesn't really affect them too much. Right. And he has that where, like, he can, he can see punches and stuff, and he's fine just slipping the punch and moving. The problem is, at this point in his career, he just doesn't have the offensive skill set to do much back. But his vision with what he sees and was able to, to move and his, his um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But his just fight instincts are just so off the chart. Yeah. So now I'm like, if we can put the physical stuff, which the beauty of it is, I'm like, dude, that's the stuff that we can't train or teach. Right. And you already got it. And we can put the physical stuff just to be moderate, and you can match that stuff. And then striking-wise, developing some offensive skills outside of just natural punching power and instinct, um, then, then you got a real chance to be real, real, real competitive. Because when he fought Max, he just didn't know what to do. You know, like he you watch awesome fight, against Frankie. I never saw that in my life. I was like, what? All natural, man. Like he just he saw what Frankie was doing, and I can tell you, there's three times in his finishes that I could tell you about where like they made the finish up in the locker room right before they walked out. So I was in Fresno when he fought Cub Swanson 
They remember when he when he choked out Cub? Yep, yep, yep. Dude, I swear to God, Henner legit showed him that right before they walked out. What the guillotine? That 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 specific jumping guillotine up against uh, the fence like that. Yeah. And Brian, I like Brian was like, no, that's not gonna work. And Henner was like, no, I'm telling you, do it, do it. And he got in that situation, he did it, and it worked like immediately. Yeah. Jeez. He did that in the Moicano fight, the same thing. The Moicano fight was exactly like they the we. It was down. We there was a figure out like okay, if we do this combo, in this spot he always shoots a double, or always shoots a single leg off of it. You can grab his neck, and he did it in exactly what McConnell did, uh, and pulled him. And then there was another one too where he showed him right before, right as they walked out, and he did it, and then he got a submission like that too. Yeah, but I mean that's like so him with jujitsu is kind of like me with wrestling. You could just show me one thing, like oh okay, yes, hundred percent. You know what I mean? It's it's like. If you, yep. if they were trying to show me a submission before I walked up, I'd be like, uh, hang on, I need I need yeah. like seventy more reps. Yeah, that's what I mean. With like, he plays a different game out there, um, because he's not like in practice and stuff. He's not looking for for things. He's um, like he's just so comfortable and confident in there. There's nothing phases him that he can go for things in submissions in positions where you're like, oh, you lost the position. He's like, I don't, I don't even care about the position. Yeah, because he has that he has that ender skill, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of like just like you had with wrestling, you know, where it's like I don't really have to work my punches that much to make sure I'm in the right spot because if I need to go for takedown, like I can just do it. This is going to happen. Yeah, you're just going to react before you know what's going to happen. Right. Really, so you get that same that same instinct you had just in a different area of the game. So now, Andy, do you uh, watch anyway. fights? H- huge fan, huge fan. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. Well, it's part of my job. Okay, so you before know? we get you out of here, we'll I, talk no, uh, so. if. Dana White says Tony versus Khabib is happening. He says he has a location. Yeah. He's bringing the whole card, probably to Russia or somewhere. Who do you think wins that fight? Look, my uh, my student, former student, is Tony's strength coach. Okay. One of them. Uh, I think he's – I don't know if he works for him right now because Tony has like a thousand different coaches and he just makes shit up. Yeah, I was going to say. Do you train with Tony? I have. Have you trained with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's been, he used to train at Rain a lot, so yeah. I used to see him down there a lot. Um, he just makes things up as he goes the whole time. That's a hard fight for Tony to win, though. To be honest with you, that's what I told him. I, think, I said I don't think he has a chance. That's a hard fight for him to win. I think Tony. You know, like Tony has problems. that. Like Tony has that. I does not get tired. Tony has that same mentality too. Like Tony doesn't give a fuck, and that that counts. A lot. Yeah, but and if you can't of... move, not giving a fuck doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, like I don't think people have fought Tony very smart the last couple of fights too. People just don't don't pay attention. Now he's definitely a gamer, because like I've sparred him oh. and I was like taking him down at will. I'm like, this is also before he is where he is now, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But just in the back of my head, I was like, I don't know. He didn't feel super strong. I mean. He did some like funkier things, I guess. I don't know, but it wasn't like I look. I was like, I could definitely beat him for sure. Like you know. So here, then... here's a good example, right? And this isn't to talk shit about Tony at all. No. Um, but like let, let's look at some of his stuff. He's won 11 fights in a row in that division against. This is insane. Like seven. That's just what insane. I'm saying. Is I think he's a fucking gamer. I think when the the brighter it shines, I think he gets 
I don't know. Well, he goes crazy. He goes straight into crazy mode, and he throws. And he just goes to a level of crazy people don't understand. Now, also, he didn't. I don't think he knew who I was. I mean, there's a lot of elements like we're just training. Maybe what you know? I mean, there's a lot of elements that. Yeah, but but if you go back, remember when he fought um, Lando, Veneta? Yeah. Tony got dropped like five times in that fight, right? Easily, like within a pink of there, that fight could have been over, right? They could have stopped that fight. One more thing, and all of a sudden, and that happened to him against um, Pettis, Anthony Pettis. That happened to him uh, against somebody else in between that. So that like eleven fight streak could have like this close, yeah, could have could be seven and three, right? Which is still crazy good, and the guys he's beat, the way he's beaten, Barbosa landed on him big time too, right? So it's not that 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 thing is fake. It's just that he he just caught a good run. He's super fucking tough. He's so good, and he and he. He had a couple of things bounce his right way when he needed to. You know what I mean? Like seven and three versus ten and zero is is that close sometimes. So when you look at Khabib though, that's chalk, man. Like there hasn't been anybody put anything on him. Yeah, even close. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll I'll punch him up pretty good, but but other than that, man. So yeah, Tony could I guess triangle him or something. Things can happen, but. I don't think those those dudes fight ten times. Khabib's coming out of there a lot of the times with, with you know feeling good about himself. So now I think Khabib is the guy. I just think when they fight, Tony's going to have something for him. I don't know why. I just think well, Tony's going to put his hands on his face immediately. Yeah, I think Tony's going to cut him up. It's going to be the first time Khabib's ever been cut up, and I think. I don't think- Khabib will give a flying fuck about getting cut, though. No, I'm just saying. And I think if that fight, so first and second round are going to be all Khabib. Third round will be interesting. And then I think fourth and fifth round are going to be Tony's. I just, if I'm a betting man, you're going. I would bet it doesn't get into those championship rounds. Okay. Yeah. But how? Unless he wants to. Khabib doesn't TKO people. What do you mean? He holds them down and punches them into submission. Submits them. No, he submits them. He decisions them or he submits them. He doesn't knock people out. I think he could TKO him. Um, maybe. I mean, nobody else is really. T- I don't think anyone else is TKO Tony. At least, definitely not in the UFC. Or the amount of energy that Tony's gonna have to use to even get back to his feet to make it to those rounds. Yeah, it's, an, it's a very interesting fight. And I also think like the culture too. Like the the amount of yeah. lashings Khabib will get if he loses. Well, if he loses, the, the thing about moving that to you get to is like, I think you would generally say Tony has the better gas tank, right? Yes. Over the five round fight, yeah. that I would say him. he no, could no run question. faster or further than him. Yeah, but when you're on top and you're a wrestler, you get to take a lot of breaks mm-hmm. if you want, if you know how to do them. And Khabib has that skill set to understand when he's safe, when he's not. Right. So he he can make his gas tank look a lot better than it actually is. Yes. By getting up against the cage, putting his head, tucking it like so he can't get elbowed and stuff, and and do enough things to where he's comfortable um, to where it's just Tony might be like sprinting the last round. But I, I just don't real, know if it'll matter. The real thing though is like Tony cutting him really bad where the commission's like, it, it's this not, can't continue. Well, in Brooklyn, that could have been a real thing, but now it's not going to be in New York. So depending on where they have the fight. And I, if, you know, like we said, we think Dana should hit up Lorenzo and be like, yo, I need your yacht for Saturday night. <laughs> How cool would that be? International. International waters. Yeah. 
That's that's a really good idea. What what do you want, Dana? I need your yacht for the weekend. We're gonna do weigh-ins and the fights. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be fun though, man. Either way, that they're both. Um, well, they're doing like both quick, supremely you know. talented and very fun to watch. So what happened? They're both just. I mean, they're they're not training with like too many people. Yeah. No. I mean, Tony. But that's that, why, when you said you trained. Tony's coach. I'm like, what did you teach him to run into fucking boxes and shit? Like Tony's, the way he trains is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty of stories on that too, where he's just like, because I'm mentoring this kid, you know, he he's I think he even cornered Tony for his interim title fight or something, and he's just like the kid is basically turning around to me and being like, oh my god, what do I do? Blah blah blah, and then I tell him, and he turned around, goes Tony, because he's like every day he's like. This guy's crazy. I don't know what to even do. Like we're going to Big Bear, and he's just gonna like build this thing, and that's training for today. And then he's just gonna kick the wall. So then he wants to deadlift. He's like, "What do I?" Even? I'm like, "All right." Like, so. yeah. Because uh, we had Jeremy Stevens on, and he said for his last camp, he was training with uh, with Ferguson. him with Ferguson, and uh, he just said, "Dude, this dude just trains for like eight hours a day." Oh yeah, like a nine yeah. to five. I'm not surprised, man. And I've heard Chael but, say it. Like, what Tony would do is they'd be like, all right, practice. And then when practice is done, Tony would be like, anybody else want to keep going? And they would, the whole class would rotate in on him and, like, quit. Like, a round, yeah. they'd be done. Another round, they'd be done. Another round, they'd be done. And Tony would still be like, anybody else? Anybody else? Right. But here's the problem with that, you know, is it's sort of like if Anderson Silva did nothing but, but punch a heavy bag. Mm-hmm. Like you're, this, that's already your greatest skill set. You're, you're, you're not going to lose the fight because you're conditioning. It's already well beyond what it needs to be. So you should probably take that that energy and develop the stuff that you're really behind at. But he doesn't do that, right? So that's what I mean. Like it's not a good use of priority, right? It's not a, it's not a good use of energy because you only fight 25 minute fights. So you don't need to have the gas tank. You want to have gas four, tank where you can finish that 25 minute. Yeah. It's not a wrestling tournament where you got to have six matches in a day. You got one. You're never fighting more than once in a day ever again. Yeah. So take that energy you have and get better at, at the physical side uh, of the equation that you're not good at. Strength, muscle, like speed, things like that he's, that he just doesn't have a lot of. So He is pretty tall. He's a lot. Yeah, he's lanky. He seems like he's a lot bigger than He's like 6'2", like 6'1". Yeah. Um, 155, I mean, that's... And I think pretty big man, he, but Khabib uh, is, yeah. however tall Khabib is five, nine or something. Khabib weighs 200 pounds too, 190 yeah. and cuts to 55. I think Tony probably weighs 195, 200 as well. You think? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't no, think he's, he's, I don't think he's he does, that big. No, he's not nearly that big. He's like he's a not? skinny dude. Yeah. He's like a skinny. Yeah. Dude. He's, he's, he's super skinny. He seems bigger than Khabib. He has no legs at all. No glutes, no hamstrings, nothing. Got those, yeah, those fucking legs. muscles. Those muscles hold so much damn weight. Yeah, my uh, gents, my phone is gonna die here. Good. Any We're seconds, done with you. So. All right. <laughs> Do people call you Doctor Galpin? No. Hey, sweetheart, you call me anything you want. <laughs> you, keep, you keep wearing a jacket like that. You can call me anything you want. Just call me later. Ooh. Ooh. Like hey! All right, Andy Galpin, PhD. Thank you for joining us. We'll definitely do this yeah. again sometime soon. Get his book unplugged. Follow him on social media. What is it? Andy Gallopin? Andy Gallopin? Dr. Andy, Dr. Andy Gallopin. 
All right, Andy Galpin, you're the man. Thank you for the time. We'll talk to you soon. See you, gentlemen. Peace, bruv. The awkward hang-up. The awkward. Still looking yeah. at each other with no He's uh, He's so knowledgeable on like, a lot of things. Oh, yeah.